Welcome to Kibia, the spirit of sauna. Join your hosts, Alan Jalishaw and Alyssa Lansdell, as they explore the history, culture, and lifestyle of sauna. Whether you're a lifelong aficionado and expert like Alan, a relative newbie and budding enthusiast like Alyssa, or just curious to see what all the fuss is about, this is the podcast for you. Sauna is so much more than meets the eye, so breathe deep, get comfortable, and share in the search for the true spirit of sauna. All right, welcome to the podcast. If you're like me and you haven't spent a lot of time in Finland and you didn't grow up in a Finnish household, the idea of sauna can be a little daunting, but have no fear because Alan, the expert, is here. We have devoted this entire episode, hello Alan, of Kibia, hello, the Spirit Alyssa. of Sauna, to yeah, to taking the guesswork and the worry out of sauna because that's the whole point, right? We want people to relax. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I've been in this industry for a long time. I've built a lot of saunas. I've had a lot of saunas and I get a lot of questions, sometimes the same questions over and over again. So this is a perfect opportunity to take those questions and answer them so that we can take the stress out of the sauna and enjoy it for what it is. Absolutely. We're going to hit a lot of questions here, uh, but if we don't happen to answer the question that you at home want us to answer, Alan, can they reach out to you? Absolutely. They can reach out at any time. They can reach me by email, alan, A-L-A-N, at kivia.ca. I'll be more than happy to answer any questions. You can also reach me on Instagram. My handle is at kiviasauna. Excellent. Okay. Now, the FAQs today, these frequently asked questions, are more about the basics. We will be devoting two upcoming episodes, right, to the building and the installing of saunas. Exactly. In those episodes, yeah, we're going to cover everything you need to know. For this, this is is the basics, and it's important to start with a solid foundation. Yeah, this is the basics about enjoying the sauna. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, basics for beginners. Let's talk temperature. Obviously, that is the first thing that always comes up. What is a good beginner temperature to set? Well, this may sound hot, but I would suggest aiming for about 70 to 80 degrees Celsius, which is about 175 Fahrenheit. Yeah. Now, that sounds hot, but when you first go in the sauna, it'll feel hot, but give it a few minutes. Your body will climatize and you'll soon become more comfortable. However, if you don't feel comfortable, by all means, please leave the sauna. But don't be shocked by that first heat because it is a lot more than you've been used to. But again, we're going to aim for about 70, 80 Celsius. You'll go in the sauna. Within a few minutes, you'll feel more comfortable. You want to aim for a temperature that's good for about 15, 20 minutes. And that's not a rule. That's just a guideline. So if you're only in there for five minutes and you can't take it anymore, please leave the sauna. That tells you maybe you're starting off too hot. Let's take it down a little bit. So when you go back in the sauna, you can go at a different temperature at a different time, or you can sit on a lower bench where the, where the temperature is cooler. If you're in there for a long time, let's say half an hour and you're just not feeling hot, well, that would be the opposite. Then the indication is maybe you can take it a little hotter. But I would suggest erring on the cautious side. Find that temperature that you're comfortable with. 
Increasing the heat, we can do that later. Excellent. Okay, what if you're in a wood-burning uh, sauna? How can you control the heat in that case? The biggest way to control the heat is adding wood. Adding wood will increase the fire, will increase the heat. If you don't want the temperature to go up anymore, you're going to have to find that happy medium between just putting enough wood in there to hold the temperature. If you don't put any wood in, eventually the temperature will drop. It's a little trickier than electrical. Electrical sauna, you just need to turn the thermostat to the, the desired temperature. In wood, it's a little bit of a finesse game. But ultimately, if you want more heat, add more wood. Makes sense. All right, so the, the, another thing that can intimidate people is the whole idea of the cycling between, you know, a session in the sauna and then going out into a pool or into the snow for some brave souls. Um, how many sessions do you recommend? Like, or how many, like, what would you say to a beginner to start that whole thing? Okay, well, let's talk about the session. And the sauna session is the whole time you're spending, the whole thing. And it's broken down into cycles or rounds, I like to call them, but the cycle is actually a thermal cycle. And that thermal cycle is, one, you're going into the sauna and getting hot. Part two, you're coming out and you're getting cool. You can either jump into a pool or a lake or a shower, roll in the snow, something to cool your body off. And then there's a short rest period where you're resting before going back in the sauna. And everybody has their different ways of doing it, but essentially that's the cycle those three elements my recommendation is to get in at least three cycles but i can understand if you don't have time or it's too overwhelming you can cut it back to two one really is is not very much it, you're, you're going to miss out on things but i can understand if that's all you've got but try to get two two or three in three is best i personally do four i find it the most rewarding to do four cycles. Okay. And, and what about times per week? Is there a maximum or a minimum we should be hitting? There isn't a minimum and there isn't a maximum. The general rule of thumb is the more sauna you have, the better you'll feel, the more you'll benefit from it. I personally like to do it, have a sauna twice or three times a week as time permits. Uh, once a week is fine. Once every couple of weeks is fine. The more the better. Uh, it really depends on the time that you have available for sauna. But try to do it as much as you can. Makes sense. And and uh, so back to the cycle idea. We don't have to do the cycles, right? We can, we can still derive benefit from just going in the heat. Correct. But even without that cycle, you're going to go in the sauna for, like we said, 15, maybe 20 minutes on average. Eventually, it's going to be too hot. You're going to have to come out and you're going to cool off. Even if you're just relaxing in the area outside the sauna, that's at least your cooling down period. And it can be a combination of cooling and relaxing. So it's a kind of an abbreviated cycle. But essentially, you're getting hot, cooling down, getting hot, cooling down. Because there's no way you can sit in the sauna for an hour straight. Okay. Yeah. So that in that sense, there is a maximum for sitting in the sauna straight. You don't want to... You don't want to do that to yourself. There yeah. is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And again, don't put a clock on it. It's just a matter of your comfort. If you feel like you, it's too much, that's the end of your cycle. Leave so the you're sound. saying listen to your body, which is something we don't do enough of in my listen opinion. Listen to your body and your mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. speaking of which, I can imagine that a lot of 
uh, novice sauna people, especially those from North America, in North America, are wondering, what do I do in there? That might be one of the biggest challenges <laughs> for, for a, a group of people who are so busy multitasking and on these devices. What do you recommend they do, if anything? Read it. Well, my recommendation is to do as little as possible. So while you're in there, you can breathe Breathe slowly, you can meditate, you can close your eyes, you can drift, you can dream. Keep it very, very simple. Do not bring your phone in there. That's not a place to bring Excellent. in. Try to do as little as possible and just focus on relaxing. Which is one of the most challenging things for so many people to do, but brings about the most benefits, I would say. What about kids? Yeah. I, I would imagine kids in Finland are great at sitting and not getting bored in the sauna. What about the rest of our kids? Do they get bored? And, and what do you recommend? They can. I do encourage bringing kids into the sauna. The younger the age, the better. I myself started at six months old, believe it or not. But so, you know, if you want your kids to understand and embrace the sauna culture, then start bringing them in at a young age. But, you know, they need to be supervised for a couple of reasons. One, little kids can get bored. They can start fidgeting and not understand. They need to be brought through the process to understand beforehand what's going to happen. And then ultimately when they are in the sauna, you need to supervise them for their tolerance or their reaction to the heat. If it's too hot, just like ourselves, if it's too hot, you need to leave the, leave the room. And same thing with mm -hmm. children. They don't have the same ability to perspire as adults do. So it's really important keep them keep the temperature cool by keeping them on the lower bench to start and then over time they'll get more comfortable to it there may become a time when they can take the heat and they'll want to move up to the middle bench or even the top bench but i wouldn't recommend that right away the point is to get them comfortable find a temperature it's also a great time to bond with the family so you can talk and share and that's a great experience in Finland is that bonding between family and their kids. It's very, very common. So generally you're sitting beside each other in a row, two, three, four people, and that's how you share your conversation. Great. All right. So let's talk about something else that people might get a little nervous about, and that is the what to wear, what to bring. <laughs> these are these are things that uh, might seem obvious to you, Alan, and anybody who has been uh, in a sauna more than a few times. But let's start with the basics. Bathing suits. I mean, I know in some places they don't wear bathing suits, but I would imagine that most of our listeners will want to wear one. Anything to consider there? Well, in Finland, it's pretty traditional that people don't wear bathing suits, uh, especially in a family environment. In public, it varies, mm -hmm. but in general, Finns are comfortable not wearing bathing suits. But it's not for everybody, so by all means, I would recommend wearing a bathing suit, especially if you're with friends or people you're not comfortable with. Either one works from the benefits and enjoyment out of the sauna, but it all depends on your comfort level. I personally prefer not to wear a bathing suit when I'm at home by myself or with my friends, but if I go to a public sauna, I generally wear a bathing suit because that's what the comfort range is. So either one is good. Okay. As long as there's no metal, nothing in the pockets, that kind of thing. 
No yeah, clasps. Yes, as long as there's nothing in the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any? Bed- just the bathing suit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, just, just the bathing, the bathing suit. suit. Yeah. And don't get any fancy metal <laughs> accoutrement for it because that that's going to hurt. That's going to brand you in not, exactly. not a good way. Um, drinking bottles. Here's something that not a lot of people consider. I mean, I'm going in thinking I may get dehydrated. I need to drink water. Can we bring water in? You can, but you've just mentioned that you've got to have some consideration for what you're bringing in. If it's a metal bottle, it's going to get hot. My personal recommendation is to drink the water before you go in the sauna or right after it. Don't worry about trying to bring a bottle in there. You're only in there for about, like we said, 15 minutes or so. So there'll be plenty of time right after the sauna, right after that cycle, or before you go in into it, back into it. So my suggestion is is uh, do the drinking outside of the sauna. But that doesn't stop you. Just you're going to have the challenge of finding a container that's not going to get hot and the water will yeah, get hot. Yeah, that's true. What's After all that, don't even bother. I agree with you. Okay. All right. Yeah. So for hair, yeah. for those of us who have long hair, should we tie it up? I guess we want to also avoid metal stuff in, in our hair. You might want to do it up. I When I talk to different girls, different women about it, they generally put their hair up so that it doesn't tend to get as hot. The other option is to wear a sauna hat. And that's one of the purposes of a sauna hat is to protect your hair from getting too yeah. hot. Just let yeah. that happen. Yeah. Nice. That's a good idea. And then you don't have to worry about what your hair is doing. Uh, jewelry. Do people remove exactly. their wedding bands before they get into the sauna? Uh, I see a mixture of that. I would probably recommend removing it. It's a piece of metal. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. get hot. Unless you have a bubblegum <laughs> ring that's out of a bubblegum machine made yeah. out of plastic. It might melt. Oh, that's Who knows? true. But, oh. Uh, I would remove all jewelry, wedding rings. I would recommend it because it'll be hot, but some people will not take their wedding ring off for anything. That's your call, but I would recommend no jewelry, bracelets, necklaces, watches, all of that should come off. Yes, okay, good. And makeup, is that a consideration? Should we wear it? Should we not? Personally, I don't think you should wear makeup. I understand some of the ladies want to impress the guys in the sauna, but you're going to be like a wax doll. It's just going to melt and sweat. Yeah, that's not pretty. I don't see the point. And really, I don't see the point of the makeup. Yeah, yeah, and isn't there another Finnish proverb that talks about how women, a woman is her most beautiful when she exits the sauna? And that has nothing to do with makeup, right? Absolutely. It's a glow. Absolutely. It's a glow. It's a... It's a she will show a sign of peace and calm that is beautiful for those that believe in that. So there's no there's no reason to wear makeup. You're getting hot, you're going to sweat, then you might go in a pool or a lake or a shower and it's just going to rinse off. So the, the makeup's not going to stand the heat anyways. Okay. So might as well remove it or not wear all it right, at all. All right, I like this. This is becoming lower and lower maintenance as we go. Okay. Shoes. Do we wear Real flip- easy. Let's easy. Keep it Let's easy. keep it simple. I'm yeah. a big fan of that. So do we wear flip-flops? Simple. Do we go barefoot? What, what's the shoe deal? When you're in a public sauna, I would recommend walking around in general with flip-flops for hygiene reasons. There's a lot of people there. There's water on the floor. In the sauna, it's kind of optional. I generally do keep it on. When I'm at home, I don't wear anything. I don't wear any flip-flops at all. But, you know, if I'm going outside, traveling through the snow, I'll probably wear flip-flops. But the main reason for the flip-flops is hygiene. If you're in a, un, if you're in an environment you've never been in or it's public or you're not quite sure, you, again, you can err on the side of caution wear some flip-flops Makes sense. and uh, yeah because it's, it's i suppose if people are worried about the heat you don't have to worry about that it's for hygiene not heat 
Good. Yeah, it's it's not a heat issue. Wearing flip flops, your your feet are going to be lower down. They're either going to be on the floor or on a lower bench. It, it's not going to come into play whether you're wearing flip flops or not. It's not going to save you from the heat or change the the feeling of heat in your legs or your feet. Okay. So it's really just a hygiene or like like I said, having to walk through the snow or something like that to get to your sauna. Right. Okay. And uh, how about towels? How many do we need? Is it like one to sit on, one to keep for sweat? What, what do you do? I recommend two or three towels. So one towel is just for when you're coming in and out, whether you're sweating or you're going in a lake and you're getting wet to be able to dry off. And that's an important part is somewhere in the scheme of things, you need to either shower or rinse off the sweat. Don't leave it on your body. So have a towel available for that purpose only. Also, when you're in the sauna, I recommend sitting on a towel for a couple of reasons. Hygiene, because you don't know who else has been on there with bum sweat or or whatever. Um, Also, the bench tends to get hot. If it's made out of wood even, Mm -hmm. it's going to get hot. It's going to be hot on your tush. So have a towel there. It'll keep it cool. Sounds good. Okay, how about uh, we were talking a little bit about... um, accessories. What about glasses? What about those who require glasses to see? Again, because of the temperature, most uh, glasses have a metal frame to it. You might find that too hot to bear. So if you are, if it's just poor vision that you have, I'd recommend just going in there without the glasses. You'll be able to see enough. There's, There's no reading involved. There's nothing, as long as you know where the heater is and know how to get to the bench, you don't really need to see a lot. That's true. Um, I don't know about contacts. I, oh. I don't wear contacts. I don't wear glasses. You'd have to check and see. It's a it maybe a personal thing. Your tolerance for the mm-hmm. heat and everything else with contacts. I would imagine you may be able to be okay with contacts, but you know, if at all possible, just remove the glasses, remove the contacts, and enjoy it without. Okay, done. Uh, time of day is there a is there an optimum time of optimal time of day for us to take a sauna? Well, there's a couple schools of thought. One of them is if you want something to invigorate your day or get your day going, they will actually recommend having the sauna in the morning, even first thing in the morning. So you get up in the morning, have a sauna, shower, get ready for the day, and off you go, and you'll feel fantastic for it. That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is to have it more in the evening, where it's after work, after dinner, you're relaxing, and when you're done, you're literally going to bed and it will really help your sleep. So depending on kind of what it means to you in the course of your day or your life, whether you're looking for it to kickstart your day or to end your day, those would be the two optimal times. But I've had sauna at every time of the day. It's always good. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what works for you. And nothing wrong with an afternoon sauna. Any time of the day is good. I think approaching it probably like one would uh, exercise. It's like, yeah, there are times that might benefit you a little more, but the whole idea is to do it, right? As long as you're doing it, it's better yes. than not doing yes. it. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's best There's best practices, and then there's what's, you know, what, what works for you. Right. Oh, and speaking of exercise, should we take it easy after a long sauna session with no workouts or anything like that? No long walks? Not necessarily. There are some athletes who will have a sauna before their workout. Um, But generally speaking, I recommend sauna for after a workout. because So if you do it before, they may take it at lower temperatures to loosen up the muscles 
in order to be able to have a proper workout. But a sauna is most beneficial after a workout for muscle recovery. So both are good, but for different purposes. Um, but my general recommendation is is to have the sauna after the workout. Okay. Now, what about eating? We've talked about food. You've actually cooked the makara in the sauna. Yes. Uh, can you can you yeah. eat in a public sauna, or is that frowned upon? It's frowned upon in general. Yes. And I generally don't recommend eating during the sauna anyways, whether it's public or private. Eating is best for after the sauna. You ideally want to go into the sauna with a a Kent stomach. You're not hungry, you're not full, you're somewhere in the middle. So you wouldn't go in there right after eating a big meal. That You just wouldn't feel very good. Your body's going through a digestion process and now you're throwing this heat at it. You're not going to feel very well. So find a, just a happy place as far as your appetite is concerned and save the eating for afterwards, either a snack or a meal. Okay. And that will replenish you know, what you've burned off. It'll replace some of the salts that your body has lost through perspiration. And just generally, you're in a feeling where you just feel hungry. You wanna have something to eat and that food will taste so much better right after a sauna. Mm, I bet. Um, Oh, I'm just get, getting a note from our producer, Melinda. According to contact lens producers and opticians, it is safer without contacts. So if you are a contact lens wearer and you've been on the edge of your seat and <laughs> wondering if you should wear it, go without. And I kind of like that idea, Alan. It kind of goes along sense. with the idea of relaxing in a sauna. And you don't have to see everything. You don't have to do everything. You just you need to get more inside yourself, right? In your body. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a great way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And what's wrong with just going in there and closing your eyes and drifting off and relaxing and you can talk to people you don't need to see. Yeah. There's yeah. another question. Can you sleep in there? Is that all right? Is that acceptable? I must admit I've had a nap or two in <laughs> yeah. a sauna. I've gone in when it's when I was maybe sick mm-hmm. and I was feeling awful or tired. Mm-hmm. Or I went in there when the temperature was a little bit lower. I was impatient, mm-hmm. couldn't wait for the full heat. So I went in there, laid the towel, yeah. and uh, zoned out for a few minutes. So I wouldn't recommend sleeping all night, of course. <laughs> but having a little nap or somewhere in between there where you're, you're drifting off and you're really not present, you're just, it helps you relax for okay. sure. But nothing wrong with napping or sleeping in the okay. sauna. I've yeah. done it. <laughs> well, I bet for a lot of people, I, I'm sure you've seen it too, people who are not used to sauna and are used to a more fast-paced kind of stressy life, and then they get in there and it's the first chance they've had to relax. So, of course, I imagine many of us would, would <laughs> lean into sleep or a nap. Um, we talked about showering. Do Have you been asked this about showering before the sauna versus after? I mean, you've already said you need to rinse all the sweat away afterwards, but what about before? Yeah. Beforehand, it's it's pretty customary if you go to a public sauna and they'll you'll see signs that'll actually ask you to rinse off and before the sauna, and I understand that. So from a hygiene point of view, again, I recommend it for yourself and for the, your fellow sauna enjoyers. Um, I personally at home don't shower or rinse before the sauna because I feel that it changes the experience of the first round of the sauna where you're feeling that heat. If your body's wet, it's actually a little cooler and I want the intensity. So, but that's a personal preference. So two aspects of it. What showering does to the experience and the feeling of heat 
is one way to look at it. The other is the hygiene. If you're amongst friends or in a public sauna, you may want to. I tend to recommend rinsing or showering before sauna. Okay, it's just the right thing to do, <laughs> I suppose. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Should we drink? I mean, you talked about drinking water beforehand. You do need to worry about hydration. You can lose literally, you know, a liter or two of water over the course of a sauna if you if it's vigorous or if you're a heavy sweater. You should be drinking before the sauna, not waiting for the sauna. So you should be well hydrated before the sauna even starts. And then like we talked before, in between when you're taking that break and cooling down and resting, that's when you should continue to drink water. And even after the sauna, the sauna is done, you're still, you may be still perspiring, you've used up a lot of water, water again. So the rule of thumb is before, a little bit during, when it permits, and afterwards as well. Keep keep hydrated. Okay, so it's just good, good words of wisdom for life. Uh, hair, let's talk Absolutely. about hair. We talked about wearing the, the sauna hats. Does it dry out your hair? For those of us who might be asking, I'm asking for a friend. I don't think it does, to be okay. honest with you. You're, you're in there for such a short period of time. Yeah. Um, you will sweat a little bit, but I don't think it's going to dry out your hair. I, I honestly don't think it does. Okay, good. And I mean, I guess you could, again, put it up in the sauna hat or just wear it up. I've never had a problem yep. anytime I've taken sauna. So I think we're good. Yeah, I, I've, I've never heard of anybody saying, oh, my hair's drying out from sauna use. I just never heard it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm well, sure it's possible, but I well, just... I have a feeling that nobody's, they haven't said it. I just have a feeling people who, t- who take sauna regularly don't complain about very much. I'm getting that impression. They're just a little more yeah. chill about everything. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the benefits. Um, you know, I imagine that's okay. one of the first things that people want to know if they want to buy a sauna or, you know, people are asking you because of your experience. What do you tell them? I mean, from personal experience and maybe, you know, a little more about sauna benefits in general. Surprisingly, people buy saunas or get into saunas for the, yes, the benefits, but it's more of the feelings. They, they, they know that they're going to sleep better. They know they're going to, it's going to improve their, their day-to-day lifestyle. That's kind of the benefits. Not as many people tend to focus on the health, specific health benefits. When people are shopping for a sauna, in general these days, what are they looking for? What are they looking to achieve, prevent, treat? Well, ultimately, I think they're looking for the, the physical relaxation that it gives them it gives them that zen that relaxation that improvement in sleep that those very simple things i think is what they're looking for the most Uh, secondly they're looking for that social aspect some people like to have social sauna where they're meeting with their family their friends or, or other people they know so that's very very important as well and there's also the solitude the time that they can spend by themselves, removed from the world, they don't have to go very far and kind of just clear their minds. Those kind of things are the main reasons why I feel people are buying saunas and, and installing them. That's certainly why I use a sauna. Yeah, all good things. All right, let's talk about the lul, the thing that I had a hard time pronouncing. Which right. which saunas can we use that with? The pouring the water on the rocks, because I imagine that you know we don't necessarily, or do we, want to go into an electric sauna and pour water? So essentially, in order to have lul, you need to have rocks, and they need to be hot, plain and simple. What happens is the rocks 
are hot, you put the water on, it evaporates, it creates a mist or steam, it definitely creates humidity, and that gives you the feeling that is associated with lolo. But ultimately, you need to have rocks and they need to be hot. So you need to have a heater that contains rocks and it's either electric or wood burning. That's it. So it may sound a little bit unusual. Why would I pour water on an electric heater? Well, the heater elements themselves are designed. They can take the water if they come in contact with the water. But keep in mind, the water evaporates. And it actually, very little water will get to the elements itself because the rocks are there. The rocks are on top. They get very hot. When you put the water on, it evaporates almost instantly. So there's really no exposure or danger of electrocution or anything like that. It just doesn't happen. Again, the heater elements are designed to take the water, take the moisture. Infrared saunas, you, you, you don't have lolu. You can't possibly because you have nothing to pour the water on. In an IR sauna, the elements are built into the wall so you're close to them, but they don't have the capacity to evaporate water. Okay, so no throwing water in an infrared sauna. Uh, back to the rocks. Are, are they special rocks? Do they have to be a certain type, size, shape? Yeah, it's, it's a kind of igneous type rock, and the best way of explaining it is, is to buy it from wherever you buy your heater from. They will have the rocks for you. I don't recommend just going out to your garden and picking up any old rocks for very many reasons. The size of the rock should be roughly about the size of maybe a softball or a baseball, somewhere in that range. And when the rocks are in the heater, there's lots of air space, so you don't want them packed really tight because that you want as much surface area on the rocks as possible. So lots of space, you kind of just throw them in there haphazardly, let the air get to the rocks, let the air get through and heat the room. Uh, avoid really small rocks because they heat very quickly, but they don't hold the heat. And very large rocks take a very long time to heat up. Once they're hot, they're great, but who wants to sit around for three hours waiting for a big rock to get hot? So again, the rule of thumb, baseball size, grapefruit size, you know, that size, hand, a big hand fist. That's about the size of the rock, and it's a type of igneous rock. Okay. Um, any safety precautions? I mean, we're talking about heat. You might have a metal ladle or something like that, although you shouldn't really. Um, or should you? Is there anything we have to worry about in terms of burning ourselves? Yeah, it, it's fairly common sense. Avoid anything with metal. So you shouldn't have metal in the sauna with the exception of the heater itself, which is an obvious one. Don't touch the heater. It's hot. You w Don't touch the heater. It, yeah. That'll burn you. I know it sounds like an obvious thing and we shouldn't have to, but don't touch the heater. It's hot. Yeah. I've touched the heater. Oh, I've touched that's how you They're are hot. so emphatic about it. <laughs> I've, that's how I know. That's how I've become as wise as I have. Right, right. Touching hot things and finding out the hard You've been way, there and so. have the scars to show but for I'm, it, yeah. Been there, been there. I have one on my forehead, believe it or not. I slipped and bumped my head on the stovepipe, and I it burned. It's like, oh, my God, am I that stupid? Oh, well, Apparently. if you trip and fall, you trip and fall. Um, you trip and fall. Yeah, that's why you take it slow. So avoid anything metal. Mm -hmm. If you have a ladle for your, for your lulu, mm -hmm. most ladles will have a wooden handle. You can always have a, you know, a towel or a mitt or something if, if it's really... It, if it's really too hot, but generally avoid metal. Woods, depending on the kind of wood, 
will absorb or not absorb heat differently. Right. And don't put your face too close to the lul, I guess, is the key, right? Yeah, it depends on how hot you like it. Um, but when the lul gets released from the stove, it's going to fill the whole room. So you can't really escape it. It's everywhere. Is there any lul etiquette for when you're on your own? This is something that, you know, in my limited experience in saunas, I've noticed there's awkwardness in a more in a public situation what's your advice and i'm sure people come to you for this kind of advice all the time it's an interesting question i do get this question a lot mostly from people that i brought into the sauna for the first time they will ask me hey al what's about this water you're putting on the rock so i will walk them through it they're not sure do you do it do i do it how much when whatever so i usually walk them through in general, the host of the sauna is norm will normally take on the responsibility of putting the water on the rocks normally. But that's not saying that anybody can put water on the rocks, but it's also customary to ask those that are in the sauna if they're ready for it. Because not everybody likes it, not everybody's ready for it at any given time. So the courtesy thing to do is say, hey, are you ready for some lulu? Are you ready for some water? And let your friends and your guests be your guide so that you all can enjoy it and, and nobody has to be caught off guard. I suppose, well, let's if we're talking about etiquette, let's talk about the Vichta etiquette. Is there, a, I mean, what is the correct etiquette for using them? Can we share them? Does everybody get their own? Tell me more about this. There's a couple things, and uh, this is a confusing area for a lot of people. Um, when I bring them up to the cottage, we make Vichtas, and it's, it's usually a host that presents or offers the vista and not everybody's understands it or uses it but i highly recommend it so the host will make it available and usually around the third or fourth cycle that's the time to use the the vista it's really good for infusing the air with the smell mm. of the leaves that come from the vista so that's one reason why you do it it also stimulates circulation so Later on, as you're going in and out, just gives you that extra boost of circulation. Essentially, you can do it at any time, but I recommend don't do it the first round because your body's just not ready that you're not in that place. Second, maybe, but I usually recommend the third or the fourth cycle. But it's not a rule. It's just a guideline. And from my own experience, when I think it is okay. the most beneficial. Now, is it a very personal experience or exercise? Do we do we hit ourselves with it? What an odd question to ask. Or can we hit each other with it or ask someone to strike us? You can absolutely hit each other. Uh, again, give each other the heads up. I'm going to hit you now. With the exception of one, I have a little story. So my friend Pete came up to the cottage for the first time. This was about 30 years ago. My grandmother was with us. We had a vista. He had, this was his first sauna with us. He didn't see any of this stuff. And the vista was to the side. And my grandmother got this smile on her face. She picked up the vista and started beating my friend with it. And he's like, oh my God, what, what's going on here? You know, this, this was so foreign to him. Awesome. And on top of that, he's got a 90-year-old woman right. beating him with branches. Right. He's like, you know. Oh my so goodness. she got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah. I got a good laugh. That's he awesome. was a little bit shocked, but Pete's pretty cool, <laughs> and he get it, gets it. So Trial but, by fire. You know, yeah. 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 Generally speaking, let people know you're going to hit them, and it, it's a matter of preference. Yeah. You know, some people only want to hit themselves. Yeah. 
and other people are more open. Mm -hmm. There's also areas of your body you can't reach yourself. You can't right. hit your own butt That's true. very well. You can kind of kind of fluff it or something, but yeah, if but you want it on the back or the shoulders, mm -hmm. hard to reach areas, you're gonna need a buddy. You're gonna get need to get your sauna buddy to give you a whack. <laughs> get a sauna buddy, get a Vista buddy. That's awesome. All right. A Vista buddy. I right? love it. And you know, because I love accessories. I mean, Vista, you could consider a sauna accessory or enhancement. Are there others that you would recommend? I mean, I, I kind of, I, I think you would know a few of them and where to get them. Are you, are you looking for Christmas presents? I'm looking for Christmas presents. I mean, just... first I got to get the sauna, right? <laughs> but then after that, I want the, right. yeah, yeah, I want the stocking full of accessories. Absolutely. You can go to our website, kivia.ca, where we offer the buckets and ladles the essences that we talked about, thermometers. We also have sauna hats. They are very popular already. And robes and towels. So all those are available. We're adding new things all the time. And if there's something you need and you don't see it there, just reach out to me by email, alan at kivia.ca. Amazing. All right. Well, I think we've covered every. Are you tired from all the questions I've been throwing tired, at but you? But I can handle more if you've got more. You know, if. Uh... Okay. Well, I, I, I'm out of questions, but I know our listeners are going to have them. So yeah. I would suggest they continue that you you all continue to send the questions our way, Alan's way. Um, and I know that that you're always. What I love about you, Alan, is you are so open to answering questions. No question seems ridiculous or stupid. Maybe it does to you, but you're not letting on, uh, and you're very informative in terms of. How you how you share your knowledge so, so just you. a reminder if you have any questions by all means please email me at alan a-l-a-n at kivia.ca or reach out to me through instagram my handle is at kivia sauna we should be able to answer the question i have never been stumped and if it's something original or new i'll find an answer for you no problem at all ultimately i just want people to enjoy the sauna I enjoy it. I want to share that with you all. Yeah, your enjoyment is contagious. So thanks for that. And uh, yeah, on behalf of Alan, thanks for listening and keep those questions coming. And we will see and speak to you next time. Thanks for listening to Kivia, the spirit of sauna. Please subscribe for additional episodes every two weeks. Take a moment to rate, review, and share the podcast. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kivia Sauna. This podcast is brought to you by Kivia.ca, Canada's premier destination for the sauna community, providing expert advice, quality saunas, custom designs, as well as authentic sauna accessories. Visit us today at Kivia.ca. This has been a Memory Tree production. 